0: Um, yeah, but cool. I usually try to avoid caffeine when I can.
1: That's a blessing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. It's my little underground. I'm Peter A. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. I don't care how you listen to me, as long as you're listening to me. And make sure you follow me. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's Peter underscore A. And you can follow the show as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at M O U Pod, and I'm on YouTube. As well, to search My Little Underground, and I'm all there in bite-sized form. Today is another one of these kind of music talking points kind of shows, because we had Sheila B. on from uh, Sophisticated Boom Boom. We talked all things music, hot takes, and pop music. And today I have a very, very special guest, Miss Nora Kelly.
2: Hi. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I think you have a lot to say about this thing we call music, this thing of ours. And, you know, I've been thinking uh, for a while now just how people discover music. And I know how I do it. And it just comes easy for me. But um, because when I find a band or artist or whatever, and then I answer the question, what are you listening to? I always get met with this weird face. Like, what is that? Who is that? Or... You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want to find out how people f- discover music and just kind of how your tastes have evolved over the years. And um, one aspect of music listenership that always kind of perplexed me were musical phases. A lot of people say that they've gone through certain phases and they've grown out of certain things. So um, do you feel like you've been or have been involved in any kind of music phases throughout your throughout your life of music listenershipness,
1: <laughs> i have to say first this is my favorite topic <laughs> okay um yeah i mean i've gone through a million and ten yep. phases yep. um but i think it's specific to a person because like i think music is a like a fundamental part of my life like i think i remember like memories in music and like things that are reminiscent to like songs and the Like, it's the foundation of kind of, like, my life in a story, right? And some people aren't like that. So, like, yeah, some people, like, had phases because, like, what was popular, right? Like, grunge in the 90s was so popular. But, like, did a lot of those people, were they grunge? Like, no. Like, that they were fed that. But I think us, people like us, like, authenticity of, like, how we experience the world, we, like, have phases because it's, like, part of our story, Right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So I grew up, like, my dad is, like, classic rock, 110%, right? So I grew up with, like, a lot of that. And then my mom had phases of music, right? So, like, I experienced that. So she liked country for a while, but, like, we were, like, old school country, right? Like, Garth Brooks country and, you know, Johnny Cash and a lot of, like, southern rock. My parents were really into southern rock ones. Like, wild. um, And then... It just, like, developed into me and, like, snowballed from that. So, like, I always liked punk rock. I always liked uh, grunge and punk and all that and from, like, a young age. So, like, the first time I remember, like, seeing, like, hearing music, seeing a music video and, like, feeling inspired was, like, Blink-182, specifically the Feeling This music video. And then I think that built into me to, like, our phase that our generation of uh, emo, right? Um, and then, yeah, like, like grew from there. I'm from Minneapolis. So like, the underground hip hop scene is like really important and fundamental. So I got into that when I was like 15. And I think that really developed into like, what is my love for hip hop? Uh, From like a deeper point of view, because I didn't come into it because like I liked Lil Wayne, you know, I really like (laughs) had to understand what like what was underground hip hop? Who are these key players? Who are people that built this foundation in this community? And then you like go up from there. Right. And like, okay, that was my community. What's it like in San Diego? What's it like in Utah? You know what I mean? So you just kind of like and these artists, they know each other in the underground. Right. Like they all kind of like know who's out there. And so they collab, and like you're learning a lot from a web that can build up into what's popular and what's now, because it is like the people we see now on the charts, like they were underground ones too. Not everybody is a plant.
0: <laughs> I feel like um, your your gateway into music is well, it's very similar to mine and mm-hmm. some other people's too. But um, again, when you're first exposed to music, it's like what your parents are listening to to a degree, right. and and mm-hmm. well, for me you know my my dad had vh1 mtv on pop-up video and i would see a bunch of michael jackson videos and i was just hooked boom i see britney spears i see kurt O'Bain. i'm like this is really cool shit not like understanding what what is happening what you know what music these guys are playing what scene are are they from but like i grew up with michael jackson thriller and bad and i was i just i still have michael to this day listening to it and there's um you know that was big pun a lot. My dad would play that. You know, being Puerto Rican, the per- first Puerto Rican rap star to go platinum is very important. Right, and it was you know listening to that was like my first gateway into hip hop music. And then there's Biggie Smalls, which is just you know, Fundamental. Had, like you said, with memories. Like I remember watching the the Warning video and the hypnotized video and music videos, which we'll talk about. Oh yeah, later. that's you know, a know what whole I mean. That's topic. a whole other thing. <laughs> and again, our first foray into these artists was through music videos. And, you know, I have, a, you know, not an argument, but like a discussion or a debate about music videos today. You know, I don't really totally, I'm not connected to music videos like I used right. to be. I'm just Ooh, in front of the music. Well, yeah, of course. Right. And, you know, getting into adolescence, I have a point here, trust me. I'm mm. going to bring you in in a oh, second. No. <laughs> like, when you get into adolescence, you know, I'm still into the, you know, I see T.I. a lot and all that stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And,
0: and then, you know, there's the underground world. Right. You know? And what is that? And I've had friends that were into underground music and they would kind of pull me into that and then I would get sucked into it. So how did you kind of come into that, into yeah. the underground world? You know what I mean?
1: Well, okay. So to do that, I have to go back to talking about like punk, pop punk, like emo music. Because yes. that was like so deep. Um And I don't know how old I was when I started going to shows, like really young. Like, the first concert I ever went to was uh, American Idol season one tour with my family. But, like, I don't know what the first, like, show was that I went to see. And um, me and my friends just, like, we wanted to see everything. We loved everything. We, like, could, you know, throw music off of each other. So, like, we got into, like, a really local pop punk scene. And that introduced you to a lot of people, and the worlds kind of collide. So, I think when I got to high school, and you know, my friend was like, Oh, like, do you know atmosphere? Like, what's atmosphere? And, like, okay, that's like the headstone of like the underground scene in Minneapolis in the sense of like the rhyme sire side of things. And that just like opened the door for me. And then, st- like, I was comfortable going to like small shows and like going to like, I don't need to be in an arena to like get that music high, you know? And I think not everybody has that. Some people don't really like the intimate, like, people sweat on you, underground thing. But it just led to, like, transitioning into, like, hip-hop. And a lot of the players from the pop-punk scene also, like, transcended that. It was, like, a pretty fluid, like, musically, I think Minneapolis is pretty fluid. Like, everybody respects everyone's, like, hustle, as long as you're respecting other people's, you know?
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's very interesting because... I have um, God Loves Ugly atmosphere mm, um, and blessed. the bonus DVD of the whole tour. Man, he is slug was so like connected to the people of Minneapolis is unbelievable. Words. These fans are so dedicated. And I just it's the same in New York, too. You know, there's a right. little bit of like elitism, you know, yeah, to a degree around yeah. Here. yeah, well, my first intimate underground hip-hop show i went to see immortal technique at irving plaza Mm -hmm. and again it was my first foray into like started going to shows i was 19 and well 18 and man i was not ready for that because um i what i didn't really trust coat check in a sense i had like two big hoodies on and i almost passed out so i went to the bathroom and i was a little lightheaded a little dizzy i wasn't yeah you
1: gotta yeah you gotta know how to dress you have to know how to roll up i didn't know a teenager that's the time when you can go in a t-shirt when it's 40 30 degrees out you know what i mean and it was like when march and
0: april so it was a little warmer out
1: right <laughs> yeah. like you really could have endured but you know what we all live and learn
0: yeah and um it was a very it was a lot of weed smoke in the air right. and it was i was not used to that mm. but it was very, i loved it i loved the 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 close proximity, seeing like Chino XL freestyle rap right in front of me, yes. Immortal Technique throwing water at me—it was really cool. Yes. I thought it was—I thought it was awesome. So, you know, I think our trajectory into like underground music is similar in the sense that it, it's social. Your friends are telling you—you know—it's yeah. word of mouth, and I think that's probably one of the best ways to discover music, in my opinion, because people will show you stuff, and either you accept it or you don't accept it.
2: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean. Was, did you have like a certain cynicism? Not cynicism, I guess, a kind of like like a hierarchy in a sense that, oh, I listen to this music, therefore mainstream whatever, whatever is just is bad or whatever. There's a oh. certain negative connotation <laughs> yeah, to it. But that yeah? goes
1: way back into like, of course. like middle school, like real, real deep in the pop punk emo shit and it was all about who's a sellout and then fallboy made yes. like a whole music video about how everyone said they were sellouts like how corny like that's so funny um i th- i was and i wasn't like i think i cared because other people cared but i really don't care like i've always liked what's super mainstream i love a bubblegum pop you know i love like what's trending because i now. just love that but i've always been like that okay oh. but i do like i did it's it's so alive in Minneapolis and like respect to where it came from and the people that like helped grow me. But the like, um, what's the word when people are like arrogant about it, when people yeah. are pretentious about it, like, Oh, that's the word. Yeah. Cause if I like this, like underground less known thing, like I'm cooler than you, it's like absolutely not. And that was me. And you need that to help me. hype your artists up to reach their greatest potential. And so if you're like, no, this is an exclusive club, like, that's not how music works, bro.
0: Exactly. And you know what's funny? Like, the, the admiration or the acceptance of mainstream artists, at least for me, has always been in me. Because, again, growing up as a kid, my favorite artists were Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, right? And Get Richard or Die Trying was, was huge. And that was the biggest thing. Yeah. So um, I had this conversation with uh, Sheila B. And it's always been there. So I never understood my, my cynicism. Because when you listen to a lot of these underground hip hop artists, like Immortal Technique, for example, or Ari the Rugged Man, you know these guys are New York thoroughbred underground hip hop traditionalists, and they clown the mainstream all the time. And some of them have warranted criticisms for it, but then that kind of cynicism bleeds on you a little bit, at least for me. And then you kind of dismiss the little wanes of the world. And I was—I'm a big fan of Ti, and he was huge. You know, King was number one when it came out because he had the movie. So I never understood. My cynicism of mainstream anything. Totally. Yeah, I guess listening to underground hip hop in a certain certain people kind of like not. I'm not going to say taint. I think it's a bad word. Right. But kind of distorts your view of what you know, what's authentic or what's not authentic.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of weird when you say like how artists maybe show disdain for the mainstream, which I I totally agree. And no, but uh, I I guess I don't really know. Well, I do, and I don't get why, you know? Like, I do get it. Like, fuck the man. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know. Like, I think if you have the chance to go all the way, like, why not take it? Yeah. But maybe that's just me and, like, how I see the world and how I think about, like, what I want to do. Like, you gotta, you got to take any chance you got and see where it goes. But, like, you don't have to be that way. So I just, I guess, don't want to pass judgment on it, but... It's something I definitely want to, like, know more about. Yeah. Like, that viewpoint.
0: So, when it comes to, like, a lot of pop punk and a lot of the Warped Tour, mm-hmm. at least here in New York, especially on Long Island, that was huge word, here. Word, word, word. Huge here. A lot of people were into that. And I was willing to give it a chance, uh-huh. Uh but it was never for me. Nah, I'll tell you it's why. it's not for everyone. It's not for everybody because a lot of these guys, uh, again, guys. Yes. A lot of guys. Yes. So... I looked. Me and my friend would look at the website, and we'll see the 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 bill of who what bands are playing. We would listen to some. We would like sample them. What I noticed, and maybe you probably noticed too, probably didn't care, and you just enjoyed it. A lot of these bands sound almost exactly the same.
1: Yes, they're definitely almost exactly the same,
0: and they all have that similar. uh, I guess you would call it post-hardcore-ish. They have the melodic. Uh, Courses and very, uh, you know, screamed verses.
2: Word. You know, Word. that
0: formula was love always... it. You know, I, I <sighs> didn't love it, but there was certain... I guess there was one band that I thought was like, compared to all the rest, they were like, okay, this is, you know, this is okay, a day to remember. A day I to remember, um, Some of their stuff was... Good. And generally like not speaking... not
1: my vibe, actually.
0: Not really yeah. me either, but I think they had like one album in like 2011. I forgot what it was called. I think it was called All I Want. That was actually solid. I thought it was okay i thought it was pretty good there was some really good songs in it you know their um their blending of like you know the hardcore sound and having a pop sound i think was blended you know quite you know in an interesting way in my opinion even though it wasn't like my type of music and i would never go to a show of theirs i didn't like them like but i appreciate what they were doing yes compared to the other groups they were just kind of wash rinse and repeat and it's just whatever T- to me in my opinion a lot of people love that stuff so how did you get into that stuff do you still appreciate some of that
1: oh i music? absolutely appreciate that. Is
0: that a phase for you
1: do you uh, consider it was that? a phase oh. but i like in in the sense that you grow out of a phase like no i still live in that phase most of the time like
0: so it's not really a phase for you
1: <laughs> yeah you still it's not a phase <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i still listen to it i mean i listen to everything though i don't know
0: what ba- what bands from that
1: oh okay. that mold my favorite is a band called The Used, which is yeah. very emo I screamo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved From First to Last, which was where Skrillex comes from, Sonny Moore.
0: He used and, to play in a lot of those bands.
1: Yeah, he was in From First to Last. He was like 16. And it's really weird to be like, like I have a poster of Sonny Moore in From First to Last from like, what, 2007. And they're all in a bathtub, like black clothes, black hair, black makeup running down their faces, holding electronics, you know, like in a bathtub you know, Jafiel. And, uh, now he's like Skrillex. And it's so crazy. Cause like how that transition was like amazing. I don't know. Like I would love to hear his story into that, but no, I love that. I loved my chemical romance. Like, let's talk about that later. Let's table that. That's a whole topic right now.
0: That is a whole topic.
1: Um, but let's, Th- loved my chemical they're romance gr- they're great um i've
0: always thought they were great i never like yes
1: but i think they do yeah. what you said a day to remember does like better it, much better more tolerable for the masses. much better yeah yeah, yeah.
0: they actually wrote really good songs in my oh opinion. my gosh teenagers oh my god well,
1: to the black parade like
0: dude i mean uh, helena was my foray into them word yeah i mean we're i i watched i remember seeing them on mtv again we okay. About okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I We gotta get into the music video stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. You know. Slow burn. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. 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 So I guess as far I as I
1: loved Fall Out Boy though, that was my number one.
0: Like, a lot of people I knew. You know what? I will say this about Fall Out Boy. I was never into them really. Word. You know, I I kind of dug their their beaded cover for a hot second, but then I was like, yes, yeah, not for me. A lot of people throughout all cultures, black people, Asian people, white—they all loved Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy connected to. All of them, yeah, which I think is cool. But I never really liked their music at that's all. That's
1: like totally like, that's fine. Yeah. Panic um, at
0: Disco was another one.
1: Fall Out Boy, I loved. Like we're, like you know the Jonas Brothers stuff. Like what people think I feel about the Jonas Brothers, I actually feel about Fall Out Boy. Um, and like, yeah, like they're mainstream, they're corny now, like whatever, but like that Uh, experience of a like an obsession like a need to fulfill something in me by listening to them was like the first band that ever gave me that so like i'll forever ride or die and i think they're good people i've you know i've met pete and that's crazy because 12 year old me is dead knowing that knowing that i've had discussions with him and like craziness um
0: they say never meet your heroes right because after i met
1: him i never want to meet no one like i don't (laughs) want to meet j cole i don't want to meet anyone because like that was he is such like a genuine good person that um and just from like short experiences i've had with him like i don't know his inner workings but um i feel like okay that's at like that's the pedestal and i don't want anyone to fall below it so i'd rather not meet anyone yeah like i i want to like I'll work with you. You know what I mean? Like, what I when I talent run and stuff like that, that's cool. But I don't want to, like, discuss and, like, have the chance for people to fail me. <laughs> but I don't have to. Because, like, I'm not, like, like I'm a cloud chaser in the sense of, like, it's funny. But I'm not a cloud chaser in the sense of, like, oh, I need pictures with my favorite celebs. I need five seconds with them. It's, like, no. Like, I appreciate their work. If I can help them do their work to their best ability and, like, really, like, give what, gives me energy to other people like that's what i want to do but i don't want to like hang out with them
2: that's
0: a great point because I, i'm a big wrestling fan as you know Yes. and i was listening to uh, a few wrestling podcasts and and um well this particular uh podcast chris jericho very famous pro wrestler and he was talking about fan interactions and and he gets approached at airports all the time and some people just want the quick selfie and, and after they get the picture the the person that you took the picture with is like irrelevant because I got my moment I don't need you anymore right but he also brings up the point that wouldn't you rather I'd rather just talk to you because yeah. to me that's more memorable I'd rather have a conversation yeah, with someone I look same. up to you than just a quick selfie because it's just it will go on Instagram get a few likes and you'll forget about it right probably but anyway back to like musical phases and authenticity mm-hmm. you know for me I listen to a whole lot of like you know, street rap, New York City. I love 50 Cent. I love G-Unit, mm. all that uh, stuff. I Lloyd love
1: that he's uh. a G unit
0: big fan. I love, that's the shit I loved growing up. Biggie right. Smalls, a lot of that hardcore stuff. Yes. And then I would hear artists like Common and then Kanye West yes. and then Slum Village, uh. all that stuff. Do you remember
1: the first time you heard Kanye? Kanye West? Uh-huh. Oh, man.
0: The first time I heard Kanye, oh, Jesus Walks.
1: Jesus Walks? Yeah, That no, was fucked up. Through the wire.
0: Before Through around the, the same war. time, right? The same that, time. yeah,
1: that was like, I was like, wait, this, like, this person's amazing. Like, In this is good. In the same so hospital good. where
0: Biggie Smalls died, yes, that and like, me up, man. and
1: like, just how he presented everything, how yeah. he, like, I wish that Kanye, like, I could. Like the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye.
0: I mean, you know, I'm glad you brought Kanye West up. I should never. No, 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 no. No, because, again, I love 50 Cent and G-Unit and all that stuff. And I love that hardcore street shit. And my perception as a kid or adolescent is like, okay, this is how to be a true, authentic rapper. You have to be hard and cold. Here comes Kanye West with this very just emotional stuff. And then when Curtis, the Curtis album came out, Graduation came out. That was just that idea coming to a head. Yes, like you got this hardcore street.
2: Yes, and I
0: love that. I bought Curtis. Same. I bought that album. Uh, I love it. So I probably wired it. But. Yeah, <laughs> I actually went and bought CD.
1: <laughs> no re- respect.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then graduation comes out. I'm mm. thinking Kanye saw it, but I was still bumping. Can't tell me nothing on low. You know what I mean? I still yeah. dug that shit.
1: But like maybe being from the Midwest, yeah. it was like open arms for Kanye. Open yeah. arms. Hello, Kanye. We are here, we're listening, you know? But maybe it was, like, like, because 50 is, like, that's you. That's where you're from. That's your culture. And so, no, I love 50. But I think I was a minority of my love for, like, G-Unit and, like, all of that. uh, Because, like, regionally, like, yeah, I was on the radio. But, like, do you know about that kid from Chicago, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think Kanye West and 50 Cent, they both had mass appeal, Yes. But 50 Cent never, I think, with his mass appeal, because In the Club is a pop song. We all know this. But. He wasn't ready to give up his street persona. He's not, Word. you know what I mean? That's why Curtis is such a hard <laughs> like, album.
1: It's also funny to talk about it now and like see like how he is now. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great, but like his personality. like it's still on- the same. Yeah, but like online. He can be corny, dude. Of course. I love it. Me too. But like now you're like, dude, he's been it. part of our lives for so long. It's like, oh. Yeah. I'm, I miss the days when you're like, have you heard of 50 Cent?
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I remember I was in a bathroom in elementary school and I went to, you know, a very white elementary uh-huh. school. And then a lot of the white dudes love 50 Cent too. Was like, you heard 50, you heard this picture 50 is in jail and all that stuff. I'm like, yo, the eight mile soundtrack? Yes.
2: Yes. To, love love
0: to this goddamn day I'm Dude, still bumping that.
1: Rip Brittany Murphy.
0: Oh. Don't even get don't get uh, me
1: started. I don't, need to watch Eight Mile. Started. I haven't watched it in so long. I, I used to binge it all the time. Yeah. It was like that's a little embarrassing. We'll move from that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Brittany Br- Murphy's great. Clueless. I
1: know. I just watched Clueless. Um, I have to watch it again. Well, not just, but, well, I guess when I was flying home for Christmas on the plane, I watched Clueless because like it was like the anniversary of her death, and I was like, word, oh, Why would you do this. that
0: to yourself? The 10-year anniversary. Because respect
1: her. Respect her. What happened? What happened? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want
0: to think about that. I don't want to think about it.
1: I know. But anyway, I love pretty Murphy too. I love Yeah.
0: Her. <laughs> yeah. And I think that moment was like that 50 Cent and Connie moment was so interesting to me because it's like uh, you know, what I is? Like,
1: don't think about that. And it's I, like, that's a great moment.
0: Yeah, it's like, what is authenticity? You know, I'm reading a book about that right now. But it's just yeah, you can you can love both. And you can love both. Yeah. You can
1: love whatever you want. Exactly. Like that's it. if you love Megan Traynor and you also love City Girls, then go off. You know? Like I don't care.
0: Yep. Um, so, MTV.
1: Okay, so yes. MTV. So, Oh, a fundamental part of my life.
0: Listen, ex- yeah, for me too, to a certain extent. But, here's the thing. Um, you know, when I was like in maybe fourth or fifth grade, you know, I'd hang out. You know, I grew up on Long Island and, and Queens too. I would go over to my cousin's house mm-hmm. and we wouldn't watch MTV. We'd watch BET.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: 106 in Park. Right. Uh, the Top 25 Countdown on Saturdays. I would watch that all the time because they had a lot of, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but it was just like. They, this is like the the black music video culture. Yeah. You know, like I would the first time I saw T I was on 106 in Park. Love it. It's the first time I heard uh, 24s and now, that's my jam to this day. And um, you know, 50 Cent G Unit all that stuff and uh Ashanti, John Rule, yes. all that oh. all of that.
1: <sighs> Shanti.
0: Yeah. Love. And and then MTV. Um there was a, I mean, there was a lot more reality based uh, TV shows. Um real world.
1: I loved the real world.
0: And then TRL. A lot of people yeah. love TRL. So,
1: yeah, TRL for me, like, when you talk about MTV, like, yeah, the reality stuff, whatever, but TRL was why I watched MTV.
0: I watched TRL, but the thing is, one thing that pissed me off about TRL, Tell and you me. could probably agree with it, they didn't play the whole video.
1: No, what they, they didn't. didn't. They didn't. Word, didn't but, all. like, that was a format decision, you know. 106
0: in Park played the whole video they
1: do i remember aj and
0: free they didn't they you watched the whole shit
1: yes unless
0: the number one song they would cut it out because they had to you know wrap up the whole show
1: right but which was like kind of backwards
0: yeah when you think about the number one song is the most important
1: yeah i remember this now like you're sparking a memory i forgot about yeah because i liked i liked it all Right? Like, I'd watch BET. I would watch MTV. Remember VH1, too, had, like, blocks of music videos? Of course. Yeah, and then MTV2, when it went straight music video. Don't get me started on MTV2. Yeah, two. so, Zucker like, i Countdown? That was I'm all me. I'm here. Yeah. I am here for that. Uh, and MTV Overnight, when it was all music videos. That was super important to me. Because I would fall asleep. BET on like, cut. We, we, we were, like, TV on type people, right? Me too. I, but now, I'm the opposite. I need silence and nothing black nothing but we were tv people and i would fall asleep to mtv overnight um and didn't like disney and stuff they had like music video blocks when we were little too but anyway the, they would play like the cheetah girls yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> um but i all okay it was it was jason mraz the remedy when that and i was young like 11 12 and i missed what it was called And what, like, who sang it? So I was like, how am I going to look this up? Because, you know, it's, what, 2003 or something. And uh, I stayed up all night waiting for it to play again. I stayed up the entire night so I could figure out what that song was. And that's pretty embarrassing now, but, like, it was great.
0: (laughs) So um, I guess I'll ask a very important question. Word. How important was music videos to your early music discovery? 100%. 100%.
1: It was everything. It was fundamental. It was building blocks. Because, like, I remember I had a uh, Discman, right? Uh, my first CD I ever, re- like, got... I don't think it was, like, my money, but my parents let me get it. It was Brandy. <laughs> and I loved it, but I was, like, young. But the first CD I remember having a Discman and listening to was Fifth Grade. It was the now 11 CD. So you got Chingy. You had some Shakira. Oh, hell yeah. You again. had... Um, Was it, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt had a song? Jennifer Love Hewitt! And it was, um... Eminem was on it, and, uh... Ooh! Tipsy?
0: Oh yeah, uh, what's... What's what's his face? What the fuck's his name? It's on the tip of my Uh, tongue. I got a
1: fake ID, though. Uh, what the fuck is his his name? name? I think Nelly was on there. But anyway, fantastic CD. That... So, like... I didn't have a lot of CDs though. My parents like had CDs, but I wasn't like trying to listen to that. So, um, you know, we didn't have Spotify. Uh, this was even before iTunes. So, what what you got? You got music videos. Yeah. You got online. You couldn't stream music. Like YouTube didn't exist. You had music videos. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's all I and like that's how I learned about music. I want to bring up a website. See if you remember it. It It's called Yahoo Launch and it was all music videos. And it was like one of the first like streaming platforms because you could see on BET or on MTV like TI, right? Look up that music video and then it would recommend music videos and different artists. And so for me, I like fell down webs with that and I could watch music videos for hours and like learn these new bands. AOL like, had
0: a platform like that. Yeah, yeah. Very similar.
1: Yeah. And uh that's wild to think about now. Cause like that doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I guess me growing up, like all that was played was music videos. Yeah. It was The Simpsons and it was music videos. <laughs> that's all that was played. And we watch a lot
1: of The Simpsons too, not gonna lie. I still do. That's <laughs> the only reason why I have Disney you Plus.
0: As like uh, yeah, that's just everything to me but yeah that's how i discovered biggie smalls how i discovered again ti and all that stuff my dad would just always have music videos playing i'd go hang out with my cousins and it would just be music videos bet mtv whatever we just watched all that shit i watched bet all goddamn day and it it was everything to me at that time right you know, as I got older and I started like, you know, buying albums and listening to and going to shows, you know, music videos. You know, there were some great music videos that that came out, but I was never like, you know, OK, I need to see this music video It was never my thing. So do you think are they still important to you, music videos?
1: Um, not as much. I still love them. Uh, so in, in my office, you know, they play music videos on all the screens. And so I love to like stop and look, though, because I think like, you know, you're watching like Doja Cat's video and you're like, oh, girl, like I loved it. It's beautiful. It's creative. It's, you know, like eye capturing. Um, and I think it's complementary to the music, but we don't have the same we don't have the same attention span anymore and we don't have the same platforms anymore where it's not as fundamental the music video like unless you're doing something that people are going to talk about like it doesn't matter
0: so do you think that we need nmtv something like that do you think it's still Um, necessary even though like you said our attention spans are shorter and we have different platforms yeah so do you think that um a format or a platform like that can still be viable in today's day and age
1: kind of not i mean you got youtube does that count
0: yeah i think so
1: i still think it, artists should make music videos and like um ex- because like music is art right so the song is art the lyrics are art the like everything the beat the instrumental like all of it's art that comes together right so why not elevate it why not do a music video bring in a different medium into your art create a bigger project like yeah that's dope like i think that's cool i love to see the creative ideas that come out of it um but i just don't know if we ingest it the same and if it holds the same weight
0: but i think that you know again when we're kids and we don't have youtube like at least when we were growing up we didn't have all this stuff we didn't have internet or whatever i didn't have the internet the internet existed but i didn't i didn't have it so i can't just search up dope new music right Back then it's like you turn on M T V there was that's a music. T- that's it. Music M T V one, M T V two. The radio, exactly.
1: Uh we found some jams on the radio though, you know.
0: Yeah. But I think now, um, everything is it's like cable. Like everything is so fragmented. Like, how does the general person discover new music? Because everyone that I talk to that's not like me, yeah or whatever, that's not, you know, going to record stores or whatever, whatever, you know they don't know how to discover music even right. if with all these streaming platforms you can listen to all these playlists so you're blue in the face but like some people don't know how to find new music so how do you think that they can like how is like how do you discover new music that's yeah, a better sure. question
1: well first um you gotta factor in age and we are uh in an older demo now right um and so it's not made for us like we're not like the way you discover music, how Gen Z is, like how they're experiencing music, like it's not designed for you and me. So that's like something to, you have to take into account. So uh, they say like people's music tastes and like they're like what they'll go back to what they'll listen to. If it's not like, you know, mainstream given to them, like it's going to be what they listen to in like high school and college. Right. And so now we're out of that phase and we're adults like I can see like not to throw shade but my older my sister I live with, you know she reaches back when she's like making a playlist when she's putting on music she's not playing like some new stuff she's playing stuff that like has existed in her life and she liked already and I think a lot of people are like that so like to their credit go off like like what you like bop what you bop I don't care. But I love to discover music, right? So um, when I realize like I'm old <laughs> and it's not being fed to me, I had to go find it. So lots of word of mouth, right? Like we swap songs all the time and um, I love Spotify. So I'm like a Spotify ride or die. So like no shade to Apple Music, but don't send me your playlist. Can't listen to them. Uh, but on Spotify, you know, they have like so many curated lists. So I just like run down it. So I'll like, I love New Music Friday, but it's kind of tailored to your taste, you know, what you're going to see on there, I think. So I see like stuff I already like, but through that, um, I'll just go through like a bunch of them, like rap caviar or like, can I pull it out and tell yeah, you? Of course. Okay, cool. Cause I No, you can't, it's No, <laughs> I don't want to, don't pause for a second. Okay. So... I like New Music Friday and Rap Caviar. Most Necessary is good. If you like, I was listening to internet people, and I'm going to throw shade because I can. Like, it's all, like, white boy rap. And I'm like, why is this? What? Like, what? Like, it's internet people. It's supposed to be, like, stuff popping off online, right? Yeah. Like, why is it all white boy rap? Like, who is listening to that? Um. There's
0: a few white boys that I listen to that I love. Aesop Rock, I still listen to him. And yeah. Ari the rugged man. Those two white boys get busy, and yeah, that's it. That's it.
1: <laughs> um, okay. Oh, LP. Yeah. LP. Yeah. But R and B. If you like R and B, the it's like R and B, like the words, um, and it's such a good playlist. And it's great if you, because I think R and B doesn't get the love that it deserves. Nobody knows in how these to discover streets. Yeah, and that is like, like I said, my first album was Brandy. Like R and B has this like part of my soul. Like I love like, if it was like a snowy cold day in your home, like cozy, and you're listening to R and B, like that's the, the vibe I want to live in.
0: I grew up with Kiss FM and WBLS, so that Word. was like. You know, and watching BET a lot—that's where you get to know a lot of the R and B music.
1: Usher, Bird music video, fundamental oh, to me. Fundamentals, who I am. Huge. Yeah, how I experience the world. I love it.
0: Like the way I discover music every goddamn day, every day. I'm reading all the music blogs. Right. Uh, Pitchfork, mm-hmm. Stereo Gum, Consequences Sound, Brooklyn Vegan, Hip Hop DX, um, all over that shit. And I discover a whole lot of great stuff from there. And a lot of those sites help me get my guests for the show. Oh, that's so, dope. So, yeah, I'm always looking for that. But that's me. Like, uh-huh. When I talk about Pitchfork to certain people, they look at me like I have six eyes. Some people know what I'm talking oh. about. Some, just like, what's Weird. Pitchfork? What is that? So, I don't know how people discover new music. Word. I just, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I think, should there be... But even, the, there's so many different things. There's so many different places for people to, to discover music. There's traditional FM radio, like, mm-hmm. love it or hate it. It's there. You know, you you can literally find out who's, like, you can literally discover a new artist from listening to a, s- a particular station.
2: Sure. Yeah, like, sure.
0: It's, for me, listening to, like, WFUV, like, the non-commercial stations, that's how I found out about Charlie Bliss. Right. I had no idea who they were you before like, listening. You like, like, The yeah.
1: Current, right? Yeah. Yeah. The you, Current is another yeah. one.
0: Yeah. K-E-X-P is another one. The All the non commercial
1: for me in like college yeah like radio would, K, yeah <laughs> i never actually never listened to radio K. I never have <laughs> i love radio um K. i would like go home though mm-hmm. like i'd go to class and then listen to the current in my car and then go inside and stream the current and then um that was after interning at iheart because like when i entered at iheart i did listen to iheart but not a lot because i've always i can i like pop music but when you work in it it gets to be a lot, you know, oh yeah, so the current was like a nice little like oasis, and then I started working for a different station, and i that was like local focused, and so I kind of like pushed and the current got a little like obscure for me, if that makes sense, like a little too on a fringe that like like that more indie stuff that yeah. i I really n- never got full into. Like, I like indie music, but it just got a little too far out for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think college radio was another big foray into music discovery for me because I grew up with coming into to college and before getting into college radio, underground hip hop, um, you know, some bands, some bigger bands, you know, the, the Black Keys, Foo Fighters. Then I go into college radio and there's Screaming Females, there, mm-hmm. there's A Place to Bury Strangers. I'm like, this is some dope shit. Right. That um not everybody knows about but are very important and interesting artists and then there's here comes run the jewels yeah um and i'm like this is all me right here and that was my way of discovering new music because there's a lot of these you know record pools and promotion companies that are trying to promote these artists a lot of them no one knows about a lot of them are signed to major labels but they're not marketed like like they would in other artists. Did you yeah. ever get into college radio? Did you ever experience
1: Um Yeah, so like you said, Radio K that existed. Yeah. It exists. I didn't really listen to it. Um, my college had a radio station, but it wasn't it wasn't anything. And like, no shade because they did what they could do. Um, but I did it I was like part of it only because like I wanted it on my resume. Like I knew I, I knew what I was doing with it. Um, but I just wanted to have a show, right? So I had a show. Like literally the only people that listened to it it was me and my friend, Lauren, shout out. Uh, and the only people that listened to it were our moms. <laughs> and so like we were like, Hey mom My grandma
0: listened to my college radio show. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: And we just played we ours was um it was called Hi It's Me.
0: That's a great fucking name.
1: Thank you. It was it's like my catchphrase, but also like that was us and it, we played Chill, like chill vibes. We were like that was our, our theme. Whatever it's like, chill vibes. Like whatever we're feeling, but nothing too, too upbeat. Nothing too dark and sad. Like, like what, what chill artists? Vibes. Oh my gosh! Like everything. I don't know. It was so long ago. Yeah. So like, I graduated in two thousand fifteen, and we didn't really do our show a lot at the end. But um, so it's my second semester, senior year. I was talked into being part of like, the like whatever mm-hmm. chairboard or whatever you call it of the radio station. And that really like turned me off to the college radio station. It just wasn't, I didn't want to do it, but I was like trying to, you know, like help out my friends. Um, but I was also interning. And so I was like, it's very hard to lift up something that's like maybe faltering in a, when you're on your way out. Right. Cause like I'm, I was a second semester senior. So uh, it wasn't that impressive to me. Like, I, but it did help me, like, learn more about podcasts and stuff because, like, that's always been interesting to me. So, but yeah, it really wasn't, it was more of a burden to me at the end.
0: You know what? I will have to sort of concur with that because when I was in college radio, I did, I did, like, an indie rock show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's why. Because I feel like I was stepping out of my comfort zone because, again, I grew up listening to a whole lot of, hip-hop and stuff like that so i wanted to get out of that and learn about certain artists and i would just play that kind of music because one it was fcc friendly yeah and i didn't want to spend hours editing this great obscure hip-hop track that i would i love to share with the world but it's like every other word is uh is uh not fcc friendly right point you know what i mean i want people listening to like every word is like kind of has an effect where like it blocks out the curse or it's like it's reversed and you you can't hear the full integrity of the song so it was more a lot of indie rock stuff which i enjoyed which i still enjoy but um i feel like i was putting myself in a box and um it was just it just wasn't fun anymore you know i noticed that some of the artists i was playing a lot of them were very white and uh, i was like i just don't want to do this i want to do something else so i think I was like, ah, this is like kind of a drag after a while. You know, I'm proud of what I did, but I think I found my medium. Yeah. And I can talk to different people and have different types of conversations. You know, yeah. if I want to talk about Tanase. I could do that. if
1: Tanase forever.
0: If I want to talk about pro wrestling with my brother, I can do that. You know? Right. But I think that um, with discovering music the general person is not going to get involved with their college radio station. They're not going to listen to a non-commercial station. They're not going they're probably would subscribe to Sirius to find new, new shit because they do have new weird
1: stuff. And I love yeah. that.
0: But um are
1: a lot of people subscribed to Sirius though.
0: Do I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean maybe maybe for Howard?
1: Uh well, my parents used to love it. Yeah. Um you know how it used to come with like new cars and stuff? Yeah, of course. And yeah. then like In the last five years, they've just been like, "Well, Spotify exists, so what's the point?"
0: You're right. Yeah, you're right. I think, but I think um, again, cars
1: are Bluetooth now.
0: Right, but I think a lot of people like like us or you know some other people too that are listening to their own music Mm -hmm. and whatever they're listening to. But as far as like finding out new stuff, do do you think a lot of people want to always? be in front of new music like no. it was 20 30 years ago because you're all you're in because you turn on the tv and it's right there yeah you know?
1: no i don't think it's the same no i think also people are cool with like what's gonna be popular i as, see like everyone's love for lizzo right oh love lizzo and i'm so excited for her that mm-hmm. she's having this moment and that she deserves it but you know uh people are listening to her because she's in the mainstream right and it's like she's just a girl i met on the street in 2014 she's just you know what i mean she's just this amazing person that i just like stumbled upon at a show one day yeah and have like rided for her so like in 2014 would people be as hyped on her as i was no because i didn't know her right but now that she's fed to them they're they're cool with it and i want that for her but it's like i'm just the type of person and i think it's like a personality trait Like, you're just drawn to music. You're drawn to discovering it because it's something that gives you joy and energy. Yeah. Not everyone's like that. And that's okay. Like, I... That's, like, about the pretentiousness, too. Like, I think a lot of people who are music people kind of have this thing of, like, oh, you're basic because you only like what's fed to you, you know? But, like, if you like it, that's okay, you know? But I like live to discover new music. I love the joy of like falling in love with a new band or a new artist. So like I look for it.
0: Yeah, I think to that to your point I think people just want to be fed. Yeah. Because a lot of people say about not just about hip hop music, every form of popular music, hip hop, rock and roll, even country music. It's it's dead. X is dead. Yeah. Y is dead, Z is dead. Because they're not being There's no artist that has this kind of magnetic pulse that's going to drag them in yeah. like like it was back in the day. Like you would turn on MTV. This is the big artist of this genre. This is this big artist in whatever, whatever. But now, because Loretta Lynn just came out and said country music is dead, which is fucking preposterous because,
1: again, country is
0: huge.
1: Yeah, you can't just cancel a genre.
0: Because you know what it is? This is my opinion. I think that as we know certain forms of music as we knew it is gone like hip-hop as we knew it is gone yeah it's, but it's not hip-hop is not gone it's just there's just so much you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of new sounds that stand are
1: fucking out. people up exactly you gotta stand out yeah. i mean personally too i love like genre blending i love that's it like i love things that are new and unique because like okay Music is important. Like, it's always been part of our culture. Like, human beings have always had music, period. But I love it as an art form. So, like, I want to see you bend things. I want to see you do something different. And I want to hear something I've never heard before. It's also similar to, like, I think why I love drag, right? It's, like, please challenge what I think exists and what's real and what's, like, societal and normal and, like, challenge that. Make me think, right? Right. But not everybody's down for that. So I think, like Lil Nas X, right? That was such a controversy. And why? Like, that I, I was a banger. Yeah,
0: it was. All-time as slaps. So
1: who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Why do people care so much? Like, radio stations had to be, you know, whatever about not playing him.
0: That is a on the bunch country. of shit. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then How can I, I not? F- yeah. I
1: sat down with someone you work with and I was talking to them about it and they're like, it's just racist. Like, that's all it is. And uh, why does that, like, why, like, why, why does that stay in the way, in the way of, like, creativity? Like, just.
0: Because people so are holding on to uh, a certain aesthetic for any music like country music because it
1: made the money though yeah
0: people know that's another part of it's that's why it's that's also racist it. let's make money off this black boy
1: now yeah we,
0: we didn't want to play him right but now he's but popping. now we know
1: he can make money so let's make money off exactly. him. and it's, it's like up. uh i love lil nas x and i follow him on social media and you know i like he was really struggling before uh old town road popped off and So, like, now you're taking a kid who was struggling, who was having an outlet of creativity with his music, and then you're saying, we don't, like, your song's amazing. Everyone's respecting you, but we don't want to play you because of the way you look, you know? And it's like, ugh, like, grow up.
0: Yeah. I mean, I listened to, uh, his EP was really interesting because there were so many different not all the songs sound like Old Town Road. No. Not at all.
1: And like Panini is such yeah, a cute Panini's song. Panini's great. Oh, I Panini's love it. Great. I think I just listened to it earlier. And
0: Rodeo is great. Yes. These are all great and songs.
1: And like talk about music videos. His music videos have been pretty cool. I haven't seen any of them. They're very interesting. He's yep. such a cute kid. And like, um, oh, he has a song with Nas, you know? Lil Nas yeah. X and Nas. Like, they
0: did a, a remix of Rodeo.
1: Yeah, my heart. My that's heart. That's so beautiful, man. Yeah. I think that's great
0: that Nas is embracing him. Because yes. he's from like, the old guard.
1: Right. You
0: know, and on paper, it's like, oh, the, these kids today, all they do, they're just mumbling. And that's another thing that pisses me off. And I want yes. your take on that. No. Everybody don't says- Don't be calling
1: things mumble rap. And I trying don't get to, it. No, go away.
0: I used to work with people and they were like, yo, the mumble rap today. You know what I say?
1: Who? You say, okay, boomer. Who? <laughs> you can say that, but
0: like- who are these mumblers? Yeah. I want to know. I'm curious. Who are these mumblers? Yeah, I think we people about?
1: talked about that, like, with Migos in the beginning. With
0: Migos, yeah.
1: Uh, and a lot of, like... Um,
0: Those motherfuckers are articulate. I don't care. Oh,
1: my gosh. Like, listen to their lyrics. Are you kidding? I could never think like that. Like, yeah. they are so good at what they do. Yeah. And... Uh, because people are bait like people don't want to reach. They don't future, reach. I
0: don't understand what he's saying sometimes, but that's Ooh. not why people I, like him.
1: I don't I like have a soft spot for Future. Me too. One summer, I saw him like almost three times. The third time fell through, but I never intended to see him once. So you know, I felt like we were really drawn together that summer.
0: Yeah. So uh, with. Uh, what do you think when people say, oh, uh, all today, all rap today is all, they're just mumble rap, blah, blah, blah. Like, what is your response okay, to that?
1: Boomer. Like, okay, you, boomer. Okay, <laughs> boomer. Like, seriously, like, what? I don't know. Don't pass judgment. Like, I could say Kid Rock and everyone that sounds like him is racist, but that's, uh, you know, that's a, a projection. It's like, if you're saying mumble rap, it's like, why? Why what are you
0: pinning a coat over a whole form of music? Right, and
1: like, what is the... What is really fueling you to say that? Yeah, right. I don't know. I would. I think when people say that, like to me, I'm like, okay, like that's the end of that discussion with those people.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that. I mean, I love the band My Bloody Valentine. One of my favorite bands. Uh, yeah,
2: ever. I love <laughs> Shoe Gaze
0: and all that stuff. But you know what? Like the ly- there's no lyrics in it. it. There's lyrics, but it's yeah. It's not about what is said. It's how it's said. Mm-hmm. They're cultivating a sound. So when you're listening to you know, the vocals, it's not really clear. It's very cloudy. And I think a lot of today's popular hip-hop is, is that. Yeah. Because when I'm listening to Future, when I'm listening to Young Thug, they're not really saying anything really clear. You, some things might come out as coherent but they they've cultivated a sound it's yes. it's an aesthetic it's not what it said it's how it's said yeah and they have a melody and a vibe lack of a better term yeah
1: it's a vibe that's for all sure. it is yeah no um it's just like it's the okay so you know how people say like you could be a lyricist or you could be like into melody and beat yeah you know yeah and i think that's true I think I'm somewhere in the middle because like a I lot love both.
0: Both are very important.
1: Like the rhymesayers of the world, like the doom tree all of that, that that's very lyrical, right? Um but what I I love complexity. So whether it is in lyrics or in melody like or beat or whatever you're doing that's complex, like that's what draws me in, so like challenge the way I think in any way, like in any part of the like the project altogether, you know, whether that's like putting different genres on one like album or if it's like playing with different sounds within the structure, you know what I mean? Like it's, I just like things that make you think. Yeah. And yeah. um, I think that that's what's some people aren't like that. Right. So then they get scared of the new, right. Cause they get really used to something that they like and then they don't really necessarily want to, be open to something that's completely challenging what they like
0: yeah and i think that there there's room for especially in especially in hip hop music mm-hmm. um there's room for both like i like both like if i want to hear a dense verse li- i'm gonna listen to like homeboy sandman or aesop rock and they're right. really good at painting pictures or rhapsody or black thought s- dense lyrics but most importantly the music is, is also there and it's very intriguing and interesting but um, on the on the other side with the little babies of the world the young, the Gunnas the, all those yeah. guys you know they have such a very interesting sound and those guys are running the whole shit right now like yes. Atlanta is man is everything now
1: riding for them yeah me too yes
0: and they, they are the the wave now but the, the thing is when the wave crashes you what's, know how are you going to reinvent yourself and right. that's a discussion for down the road. but line, it's you know? um
1: what's the word like it all comes back around because like when we were young wasn't southern hip-hop having such a moment yeah you know we always talk about three six mafia you know it's still going on now but so like like um it it, uh what's the word it wanes and weaves
0: no with southern hip-hop it's it's it never stopped
1: right right right. no it didn't stop but like what what's popular comes in waves oh yeah you know what i mean but like that doesn't mean the the growth of that doesn't Like southern hip hop, like was still thriving and growing and evolving since we were kids. You know what I mean? Like since to now, it's different. You know, but it's still like the roots of like what was southern hip hop and like what what fueled us back then and before us even. So I think um, the crash, yeah, like reinventing. But I also think if you're just really true and authentic to your sound, whatever you're gonna do, is gonna be successful. If it if it goes against the tread, then maybe you set a new trend.
0: Yeah, I think like an artist like Young Thug Mm -hmm. is that because you're here. Like when you listen to like you turn on the radio, you know Young Thug when you hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know him. The that that voice is so it's right there. It just it fucks you up. It makes you feel uncomfortable because the first time I heard Young Thug, I was completely irritated because it fucked up my view of what a hip hop record sounds like. Yeah. Because I'm used to hearing a certain kind of sound, and when I hear something that totally challenges that it's it's so like, it's foreign and you kind of dismiss it and I didn't really love Young Thug's music at first but then I think his later work has been very interesting. Like yeah. I love the Young Martha stuff with Carnage. I think that's probably the best stuff he's ever done yeah. and his latest, his first album which fucks me up because he's been doing this for like right. five, six years. So I think that was very interesting and I think Young Thug is going to be, hopefully, and I think so, he will grow and change with the times.
1: I agree. And people
0: will emulate him like it's happening yeah. right now. And yeah.
1: I think like, um, Like you said, he's been around for a long time, but, like, coming out with his own project, like, separate from everything else he's been doing is, like, um, that's, like, proving what he's going to do in the future. Like, he's taking it in. He's watching, learning, ingesting. You know what I mean? He's, like, just taking his time with things. I think sometimes when artists are, like, we're turning out music to turn out music to tour to make money, like, you're going to lose a little bit of the, like absorbing what's happening now what's coming up how you're gonna roll with it right and then you get a lot of burnout and you get artists disappearing you know not making new music because they're trying to like find them the, the sound they want you I know
2: it's
0: very important i think i wish
1: it's i wish everything would just slow down like one beat so that we yeah. could all move a little more fluidly but
0: i think like artists like lord for example yeah i think a lot of people especially on social media have given her a lot of shit for not turning out an album of yeah. the year but she, t- like, her last two albums are really good. You know why? She slowed down. Like, I yeah. hope Billie Eilish doesn't rush a pattern new album
1: album. But, like, you Adele, know? same thing. Yeah, she takes a couple um, years. Hopefully that's his, uh...
0: <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: and, like, Rihanna.
0: Yeah. Oh, Rihanna. That's um, no, there's another one, yeah.
1: You know, this is... And it's not, like, you can churn out music and still have good music, still have bops, still make incredible records. Um, but, like, I just think... I even like working in the industry, I still like I'm here for the authenticity of music. And so I don't want to hear things because you're being told you need to put something out. You know, I want to hear something that you like put your heart and soul into.
0: So um, wrapping up like our music discovery mm-hmm. conversation, the Grammys. Oh, did you watch this? <laughs> no, year's I
1: don't watch the Grammys. I don't Me care neither. what white men in suits and offices have uh. to say about what's music. Whatever. Yeah. Go away.
0: I think, I I didn't watch it uh, either because I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. But I think I've noticed something about um, the the Grammys. I think that um, a lot of people, especially in in the Academy, they don't know, like, they're not up to date with how the sounds of music is changing so fast, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? They don't know how to categorize certain artists or... Maybe that's the discussion to have. Can you still categorize artists? For example, Rosalia won Best Latin oh, Urban. Rosalia. I love Rosalia. I love too. But the thing is, she's not a Latina. Why is she getting a Latin award? Yeah. You know what I mean? Her music is not Latin music. She makes... There's a little bit of Latin in it, but she's Spanish. She's European. Yeah. You know, her album is Flamenco inspired. So where do you... If you want to... It's too narrow. Yeah.
1: Like you're... And it's... um. I know what you're saying. Like taking small like saying latin music which is like there's so many types of latin music you know yeah. There latin latin music is ever like is all types of music from hip hop to pop you know to all these things like you said like it is narrowing um and it's unfair
0: do you think people give the grammys too much power
1: i don't know i don't
0: yeah, like I, me I, neither.
1: I i don't know i don't know what i'm supposed to take away from the grammys like what a board of people i don't know things about music and like have you you know what's going on there right with the oh yeah the inner workings back there whatever yeah maybe it's whatever, cancel yeah. it
0: yeah I, I don't care i mean you want honestly, nora
1: awards i'll give you nora yeah, yeah
0: exactly you know i think um i'm gonna enjoy records like my favorite albums of last year a few of them have been grammy nominated maybe maybe less than a few but. I'm still gonna enjoy music either either way yeah but you know there, there's something to be said about you know how it, it, it take it, it tells a story of like where the music industry is because like radio for example urban the fuck is urban black right, right? lizzo wins best urban album what the fuck is that right yeah I, look i don't care about the awards but i'm just saying like the like people got you got to open your eyes to see that's why it's like no one watches this, this shit anymore yeah. because like, we know what's happening. Like, Tyler, you know, he said what with We're All Thinking already, he won Best Rap Album, right? Yeah. Which is great, right? That's yeah. nice. You, want, you you salute them. But I listened to Igor, barely a rap album. Right. But the problem is, not a problem, but, like, when he promoted the album, he went to hip-hop outlets. Of course, because he's Tyler. He's a rapper. Mm-hmm. The rap community knows Tyler. Yeah. So, but when you actually listen to them, the rap radio didn't play Tyler. They right. didn't play him?
1: No, they did not.
0: But the, he gets awarded the album. Why? Because he's a, he's, he, Tyler the creator is a rapper. Yeah. Therefore, you get the best rap album. Yeah. Even though your album, the music, there's no rapping on it, right. very little rapping on it. So,
1: you heard that's it, why that's his this interview, right?
0: What, what, which interview?
1: Like after the Grammys, and he talked about it, and he was like, this is a consolation prize. Like, this is bullshit.
0: Yeah. You know? But then why show up? But, uh, I guess to address the issue but
1: I i don't know like if somebody was like a, even if he was like I'm gonna give you a Grammy I'll take it. And then you have the platform say whatever you want. Yeah you, you invited know? me Yeah and exactly. And I I, thing, I accepted it And it's you know? Tyler he wants to say what he wants to say course, when he I'm gets not, a chance to say it
0: I agree I agree with him uh, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. but I think that you know I, I believe artists give the, these things too many like P. Diddy was like y'all have 365 days to get your shit together who gives a shit
1: yeah who cares just, just like shut like just stop caring
0: yeah like celebrate the BET awards they celebrate you guys yeah, perfectly there's no their Ur- best urban album
1: last year we're so much better yeah. yeah are you kidding it's a
0: much better show to watch it is a yeah. much better sh-
1: but also like i just don't care about award shows very much yeah, like either. i don't think accolades like I just that wanted your opinion. like yeah. make any any sense to me like the oscars the grammys the all of that mm-hmm. like what ever like yeah. who because who, who was saying that to us you know what i went to the vmas that was lit yeah people choice awards how about that
0: yeah the vmas <laughs> are another thing because i um i don't think they know like especially like, like the-
1: nothing's going on <laughs> yeah. there like nothing's actually They're happening no, like, like yeah. you watch the performances and otherwise like it's, just a, sh-
0: it's a tv show
1: yeah i went because- and i was like right above where all the celebrities were so that's really what i watched the whole time like mm-hmm. i watched um sophie turner meet lizzo that was beautiful moment. Yeah. And I was just like, "Hey, I'm like right above you." Guys. Like,
0: I I think those are the things that you remember. Like, I remember yeah. Kevin Hart uh, making fun of Lil Wayne saying, "You're you're you're uh, you black, stop skateboarding or whatever." And the look on Lil Wayne's face, like when the camera turned to him, the cut to him, he had this angry look. And then when he realized the cameras
1: on him, he smiled. I love that. Lil Wayne's the best. Also, <laughs> Did you hear his new album? Oh no, but I saw it. It's on there. It's it's something I'll get to. I'm a little apprehensive.
0: I think. I listened to the album. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than the Carter Five. Okay. But um, some of the beats on it were really good.
1: Okay, that's but, good.
0: Um, I feel like it was way too long. It was 22 songs long. It's like an hour and 15 she minutes long. He does that. He does do that. But this is very long. I think I See, think he's so used to making mixtapes. I think that's yeah. what it is. Just make another mixtape. Yeah, please. Just Do it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: I yeah. There. I think the formality between that all like let's put out an EP. You know, let's do like a full album let's do a two-part album let's do a trilogy like all that it's like cool do what you want to do but just like do what you do best so if you're someone so if you're um like really good at the mixtape game and like you can challenge yourself and do some of these other things but like at least play to your strengths
0: yeah and Lil Wayne is an artist that doesn't need to do anything anymore
1: no you know
0: uh he can drop mixtape I think he can do that now he can just make dedications or the drought or whatever until he's blue in the face yeah. I think you can do that, but th- this day and age, I guess when the longer your album is, the I forgot what the situation is. I think you get paid more. I think if you have oh. a longer album or whatever. I forgot what the what the thing is or whatever. But I think that's why a lot of these artists like Drake are putting out double albums and stuff like yeah. that
1: because
0: I think they get more royalties for the more songs. They- I I don't know. You're I, I think you're so. not
1: a Mac Miller fan, right? No. Oh, okay. So. I think what he was doing was super interesting because, like, I'm not always in for like a trilogy because some, like, sometimes, especially if it's like the first one's are underwhelming, then you're like, uh. Now you I mean, have-
0: like one album and then that's part one. Yeah, that's yep. fine. That's cool. I mean, Run the Jewels does it. One, no, it's two, three. cool, but yeah. it's just
1: not always for me. Oh yeah. But what I like so Mac Miller's thing was um trying to transition into, like, a different sound. Like, you know, he wanted to get more into, like, a softer, more, like, lyrical sound, but, like, still have... and like He was doing
0: that with Larry Fisherman anyway. Totally. Mm -hmm. But
1: so he was going to have the trilogy of Swimming Circles and then another one, and it was all going to be, like, kind of a journey through that. So, like, the first album, I think, was, like, a blend. The second, which just came out, Circles, was, like, more of that softer sound. And then the third was going to be just, like his older hip-hop stuff. And I think um, he linked with, like, some new producers. Like, he was really trying to, like, find these, like, new outlets. I think that was super cool and super interesting. Would have loved to see how that turned out. Yeah. But sometimes artists do it because they can sell it. And then they're just putting out kind of, like, like maybe three tracks are off are awesome, and the rest could take or leave them. And I don't really want that. I want all awesome.
0: With uh, with Eminem specifically, I think where he's at, like he loves the technical aspect of hip hop, which yeah. is great. Me too. But I think, um, especially the last couple albums, and it's not just about Eminem. It's a larger yeah. story of of, of hip hop music. Um, to me, this is my opinion, but I think I'm out. We're, we're fans of rap music, yeah. so. The technical aspect of, of rap music, of rap, Nice is there, is important, but the music aspect is also very important.
1: Yeah. I feel um, like. More important.
0: Yeah. I, fe- I feel like Eminem is missing the music part. I feel like a lot of his yeah. choruses, a lot of his songs are just not there. Well, and it's know? like
1: what made him famous, what being controversial, um, Lord, does, just doesn't up. translate anymore. And he could still probably do it in a different way, but he chooses not to. Yeah. And like, if you want to appeal to that fan base that's like minuscule now, like go off. Just not for me.
0: I think it's a larger story of artist evolution. Yes. I think I read this great article about um Eminem. Was it Hip Hop DX wrote it? Mm-hmm. They were like, we want Marshall Mathers. We don't we don't want Slim Shady. Yeah. I feel the same Word. way. Word. Because I think my favorite Eminem song ever is Lose Yourself. You yeah. know why? Because this was a transition from Slim Shady to Marshall Mathers. Yeah. He wasn't killing his wife. He wasn't raping nobody. You know, he was talking about his transition from being dirt for dirt poor and being the biggest star in the world. Yeah. I think that's where he needed to go. Because that's his
1: truth. That yep. was his truth then, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, just speak your truth. That's it. And, like, if your truth is being kind of gross. Yeah. Like, ugh, then find a different market. <laughs> I don't want to hear it.
0: I mean, I know, again, like, Eminem, like, I know where he comes from. Like, yeah. the, the Detroit horrorcore rap scene. You totally. know, Esham, all those guys. You know, he's, he's from that. He's cut from that cloth. So, I get it. But, like you are the biggest pop we one of the biggest pop stars in the world like yeah you have to be careful of how you move in that space you know what I mean if you're gonna be controversial make sure it's for like a, a good reason right because we know? and
1: like he he gets it he tries right he did that one like anti-trump thing which like okay um we, you don't know, we'll support anyone who does that but it
0: the music wasn't there. it' was almost
1: like toned up yeah
0: yeah like I like the white boy, white boy, you're a rock star is one of the worst choruses I've ever heard ever. Just from again a music standpoint. Totally. Not, it just not the, like not,
1: makes your skin. Grow. Yeah, yeah, anyway. About <laughs> cringe.
0: Yeah. Um, so I wanna know, you know, you're you work at the Bowery too. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't mean to put your business out there, no, but it's, cool. it's part of the conversation. So what are you noticing working there? Like what kind of artists do you see come through? Um Like, what are some things that stick out to you from your experiences working there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I see everyone because it's, like, so many people. Bowery is really a place where um, if you're coming through the door, it's one or two directions. You're coming through the door on your way up. Like, you are not playing Bowery again. Your next stage is going to be, like, Radio City Music Hall. Like, you're about to pop off. Or maybe um, you're coming through as a, like, what's the word? How do you say it? Like you're coming back. Right. So you're just like testing your waters. You're seeing where your fans are. You're seeing the engagement. Um, yeah. There could be like some people who are like their. That's just their lane is kind of that um, that style of venue and stuff. But I think for the most part, people come through Valerie on their way up, up on the way up. Um, so I've seen a lot of people. Uh, I remember Clario coming. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really um, that one stuck out to me. Not because of her music, but, like, I didn't know anything about her. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, Chance the Rapper's manager's there. And I'm like, why is Pat here? And uh, putting that all together, kind of learning her story was very interesting. And um, just because when Chance was coming up, too, and, like, working at a hip-hop station, like, you know, n- he's he was independent and it was different, right? So, like, we know a lot about his team. Um, so I was interested in seeing, like, Not that she's not complimentary, but she's pop, you know, so she's not like the same as Chance. So it was interesting to see like what was going on behind the scenes for her. And now look at her like she's really popped off. Um, Pink Sweats was a cool show because like I knew before I was like he's kind of a Khalid feel. Right. I was like he's going to do great. So now he's really on the up and up. Um, like, on so many festival lineups. So, like, go for him. So excited for that. Um, there's been other ones that I wish I would write them down, but sometimes, like, I have no idea who it is, and I'm not by the stage, right? Like, I'm under the stage, but I'll, like, hear them, and I'll just be like, okay, like, I'm going up there. I'm going to figure out who that is, you know? And I love what I love, what I love about live music, mostly is um, I love to see everybody coming in, and experiencing it because like live music has always given me like a high so I love to see the people like that's their first show right that's their first show ever or they've waited six months for the show it's something big they're doing with their friends or someone who's seen the band a million times and they're like a roadie right like they just like they're groupie they're here like they, you know I love that I love oh yeah this is the fifth state I've seen them in you know and I love the um, camaraderie of like maybe a lot of times when it's, like, an older demo. And it's, like, these are what these guys have been looking for. Like, them and their friends bought these tickets. This is their bro time. Or, like, this is ladies' night. Like, all of that. Like, it's—I love the energy that live music gives. And I love getting to experience that um, and help it be. Like, I love making that for someone else.
0: You spend—you know, you've been in New York a couple of years. Uh And do you—do you feel like—well— I guess, have you ever spent time or have you ever had any kind of foray into like the underground music scene in New York?
1: A little bit. Yeah. Um, Just from like you guys showing me stuff, I definitely want to get more into it. But it's like it's like very different because, um, you know, you're from the Twin Cities. You got Minneapolis, St. Paul. You know, you got like maybe like North Minneapolis is like kind of a smaller like t- dividing it all up like where are people from south minneapolis whatever st paul don't know much about st paul but here it's like okay now you have brooklyn then you have within brooklyn and then you have the bronx and i know nothing about the bronx and I, and then you have you know queens and like i'm here like just trying to keep up <laughs> it's like it there's so much happening yeah so like and not everybody everybody's story is different depending on what borough you're from, depending on what part of the borough you're from, and that's a little different from where I'm from. So, I feel like it's like a bigger web to learn.
0: I think within Brooklyn, a lot of artists that come through, you know, my show are from Brooklyn, and I the first thing I ask them, the first conversation I have with them after telling them what my name is, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of this band? This band, that band? They're like, "No." I'm like, "Huh, that's so interesting because you know, Brooklyn is a huge borough, yeah. and it, but it's a small world. Yeah. And there's so many. Have you ever been to any of those, any of the new smaller venues like Elsewhere? And oh, yeah. Um, I've been to yeah. Elsewhere. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful it's space.
1: dope. Yeah. I love Elsewhere. Yeah.
0: I like recommend. It's a music mall. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's like the rooftop. Yes. I've been to a show there.
1: Oh, my God. Amazing. I love- um, The hall. That's hall what Street. I like about uh, venues when they're like uh, a little bit more like, like you could have multiple like music going or like you can go on the roof and it's a totally different vibe like i love that
0: yeah and there's a lot of shows going on at the same time yeah i love that love and that. Rhapsody's coming through elsewhere this really week. yeah this thursday wow i'm gonna go see her I bought go my off. ticket 30
1: bucks 30 bucks yeah you should yeah. come maybe we'll see yeah um
0: i think it's just her no opening acts wait
1: really yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. um, elsewhere is just a little bit of like hike. a hike for
0: you yeah yeah, that's right. yeah.
1: hashtag bushwick
0: yeah um, it's like a thirty-minute drive for me. It's very easy to get to from my house. Yeah. But Taking the train, it's like an hour and a half.
1: <laughs> right. Um. That's like the hardest part is like the distance.
0: But you're so maybe not that part of Brooklyn. Yeah. You're close to like where like Atlantic Terminal, like yeah. Flapish. You're close to there.
1: I can get to Atlantic Terminal. In like, two like minutes. I can right? get to Barclays in like five minutes. Yeah. 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 Um. But all, just all the smaller weird... venues are deep in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not that I don't love them because yeah. like I still go, but i just like a little bit less. Um. And also, like, I'm not a winter person, so, like, I'm more inclined to do stuff in the summer.
0: (laughs) I see. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, there's been, like, a month where I've been, like, so demotivated to do anything. Yeah, I'm a
1: hermit. Like, I have a lot
0: of podcasts, like, in the can because I've just been, oh, man, I gotta get up. I gotta... Open up my laptop and, like, sometimes, you know, having a full-time job beats the living shit out yeah, of you. Yeah, for
1: real.
2: So
0: you just feel nothing. Now I'm back, in you know, back in my groove. Get on you know your what bullshit. Mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm back on my bullshit, you know what I mean? Trying to get this podcast back. But um, You can do it. Um, Before we wrap up here, MCR. You wanted to talk about MCR? Oh, What's yeah.
1: <sighs> okay, so here's the drama. Okay, go ahead. So the tour, like, the oh, U.S. Yeah. tour came yeah. out. and Park now play
0: Center in uh, when? When, I, know I don't know here, yeah. the date,
1: but the tickets I go. are astronomical. Right. Um, and it people are really kind of like online talking about it. It's very interesting. It's something that I uh, think coming like now, being on like an industry side, want to look into more because the price of live music is is going up because it is because you don't make album money anymore, you know. Um, and so everything is a little different. And the thing about MCR though, it like breaks my heart. Like, because we are all excited. I, it is worth a thousand dollars. That is worth a thousand dollars. A
0: thousand
2: dollars. But
1: should people pay a thousand dollars? No. Right. Like that's a one in like that's a million dollar experience because we never thought they'd come back. Hello, they were so important to all of us. Like, such a fundamental part of. Um,
0: Their biggest fans probably won't be there. It's probably going to be yeah. If the tickets are as and the expensive. people that could
1: benefit from yeah. them can't be there no
2: nope.
1: i don't know it's just like a topic i think should we should keep in mind and like investigate what we can do to make live music more um accessible yeah because um, i think it's like it's so important to me
0: yeah and you know what going to see rhapsody this week yeah it's going to be the ultimate test okay i spent 30 bucks on this ticket i want to see the different types of people that come to this yeah. because you know i think i've told you this before you know Going to shows has been very hard for me because when I go to shows, like, I don't see people that look like me a lot. Yeah. You know, um, When I went to go see see Gemma at the Union Pool, um, that was one of the first shows I've been to in Brooklyn where it's like I see a whole bunch of different people. Yeah. And I think I told you the story about this house show I went to on Long Island a couple of years ago. As me and my brother were leaving, I opened the door. There was another black guy coming in, and he was telling me, I was like yo, black people come here, and it was it was funny, but it yeah. was really sad because it's like, yeah, man, are black people coming out to shows? Like what what's going on here?
1: Yeah, we you know? ma- we were talking about that yeah. a few months ago with um, who was it? That was like, oh, oh no name. It, yeah, it was no name. Yep. like why should I do shows for the,
2: the yeah white frat boys? I know.
1: And I yeah, dude, like yeah, what like what's going on? Like how do we how do we. Fix this because, Maybe it's because and everybody what you were saying
0: the ticket price is going up. No, you know absolutely, I mean? yeah.
1: and like um, the people who have the money fuel the fuel the industry, and that's yeah. just like where it is. And I don't have money, you know. Like, yeah. I I am uh, very privileged to be where i am and do what i do because yeah. i have access to see a lot of things but like if i'm out here 100 percent like paying for everything i go to and everything to see like i can't go to anything and like that's just me like there's so many of us like how do we be more inclusive and like yeah. um i just think it, it should be more t- obtainable
0: and i think that you know what was really fucked up it's like you know, when I go to shows or not just concerts, even pro wrestling shows, it's like, you know, I have the money to go to these shows. But, you know, some of my closest people probably don't. Yeah. And I feel like I go to a lot of shows by myself because a lot of people they can't afford to go. And whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes I help them out. But, you know, th- these things are expensive. Yeah. So it's like I wish there was a way that we can, like, include people to go to enjoy themselves you know what i mean to to be able to go to some of these shows
1: like how broadway has rush tickets how broadway has um lotteries like that was because broadway is for everyone it should not be something that people should not be able to um, experience and like that's really on the creators you know that was on the theaters and the directors and the producers um and like totally different segue but you know like rent was a big part about that because rent was about everybody so rent should be seen by everybody so rushing lottery all of that was super important to those creators and um i think that music should maybe like take a little bit of a a nod to that and you know um not all of us are you know out here living big so
0: i'll give radio credit yeah. Because they do a lot of ticket giveaways and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I used that. to
1: win so much before I worked in yeah. radio. My dad I used to win a whole time. lot of shit. That's
0: why I went to a Yankee game, Mets yeah. games, and all these shows because of radio station contests. Yeah. And I think there should be more, using our, the media that we have now, I think there should be ways to, to try to include, you can't always include everybody all the time. Yeah. But I think there needs to be certain avenues that can help people get out to some of these shows and, and truly enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's therapeutic. It is very therapeutic. Um, I want to know, like, okay, Normani.
1: Ugh.
0: There's, there's one. Yeah, there's a lot Lumpet. of things I wanted to talk to you about, but I'm trying to like piece it together. W- uh, when is she coming out with anything? You know, what I mean? don't
1: know anything. You don't know? I don't know anything. And um, I mean, you can you can look at Twitter and see maybe what she's <laughs> up to. I don't know anything about Normani. I do know in um, Twitter is the confirmed place for that, that like yeah. is is working on stuff. She just tweeted.
0: Man, I've heard that so many... Th- she was supposed to work on something <gasps> with Mark Ronson and Kevin Parker.
1: She probably T-N-Pala. still is. She said <sighs> something really, like Jesus two Christ. days ago... Oh, the session I had today—I've been waiting my entire life for LMAO. No, what? not going to cap. Haven't even slept. Like something fires coming. That was um two days ago. Yep. Uh, oh, two days ago. I'm in the studio every day, all day. I'm gonna talk about dinosaur fart if I damn well please. So like, yeah, for sure. Like, go off. Says so, so, like, I'm waiting for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm now on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. Let's go. So <laughs> what can that... I do to help? <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. No, but okay. So flashback when I that day I met Lizzo. In 2014, the first time, I also saw SZA for the first time. Wow. Totally different SZA, Mm -hmm. right? Totally Totally different different. SZA. Yeah. And uh, that was um, POS. That's like Doomtree. He's like Doomtree affiliated. And that uh, show is called The Best Fucking Show Ever. And that was the first year. And um, it was like I spent 12 hours in a parking lot listening to hip hop. Like it was so funny. I loved it. Like I love that. Like I want to – that's what I want to do every day.
0: I think TDE was like – my foray into SZA, which is part yeah. of the club. You know, when as soon as, when Kendrick was, was putting out Good Kid, Mad City, School Board Q had Habits and Contradictions, Absol Control System, and then SZA had something. Yes. But she wasn't like popping, popping yet. No. She was just, here but I am, I'm SZA. She was great. I remember
1: being like, damn, who is she? Yeah. And like me and my friends talking about it, like writing it down, like remembering her. The same way that day we did Lizzo. Um, and then it just so happened that SZA kind of fell off. And it, I remember after seeing her that day, there wasn't a lot of – she didn't have a lot of music out. So there was, like, more – but, like, Lizzo, coming from a group called The Chalice, mm-hmm. you could really go a little bit deeper in her music history. That I think was what linked to me so much was, like, she also She was churned. signed for a long
0: time, though, before she blew up big.
1: Um yeah, yeah, but, like, even before that, you know, so she did The Chalice, and then she – went off as Lizzo yeah yeah and, right um, exactly
0: I'm speaking of the terms like when she was by herself like I'm yeah, sort of, yeah totally
1: but I think she developed like she developed her sound And she did it so she well yeah. and she did it so elegantly and here we are like uh, reaping in the benefit of her come up and like I'm so happy for her like when I was at the VMAs I was literally like crying because I was like how amazing is it to see someone come from like the same place I came from in the same the same world and now see her Killing it, yeah. winning Grammys. And, uh, you know, I'm on my own, different come up, but I'm just like so moved by her.
0: Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Lizzo on Samantha B. Show. Yeah. After Trump got elected. Mm. And that was something. And I always knew her as a rapper like I didn't really know she could sing sing like that I've like been trying
1: to educate people on that I'm like "Mm, Lizzo has so much more up her sleeve yeah
0: like I remember some of the the kind of loose singles she was putting out before her album came out last year um truth hurts was one of them yes i didn't think that song would blow up like i knew it was like the barber smash.
1: the barbershop soundtrack put her on put her on
0: <laughs> and she Ugh. had that song boys remember that yes that's that that I love song that honestly and like Beautiful. my favorite
1: like tiktoks and stuff are when people are like doing like dogs you know like i'm not on TikTok, ones. So. like <laughs> oh it's so cute oh you're missing out Oh, uh, okay. we totally okay. missed over tiktok in the music discovery conversation but oh,
0: you discover music through tiktok
1: Yeah. So like I actually got into TikTok because, you know, I follow like random industry people, industry platforms on like Twitter and stuff. And someone was like going off and they're like, um, TikTok is is, in 2019, TikTok had five people uh, trending in ending up on the charts. Right. And in one year, five people blew up from TikTok. And that's just like, the ones that people remember or, like, the ones that are still, like, happening, like, there are so much more from there that's coming up through that platform. And, like, yeah. Is it weird? Yes. Is it Vine? Yes. You know, is it kind of problematic in ways? Yeah. Like, is the Chinese government watching us through it? Probably. Hey, what's up? You know? (laughs) But, like, I'm just fascinated with it. It's just, like, how everything else, like, if that's how we discover music, if that's how the younger generation is doing it, then count me in.
0: My only thing with with TikTok, well, wait. Before I get to that, mm-hmm. didn't TikTok evolve from Musically? Yep. Huh. It's still Musically is still its own thing. No, I oh. don't think it
1: exists at all. I think it's just TikTok. Wow.
0: Did mm-hmm. TikTok buy it up?
1: I don't nope. really know how it happened because, like, I was really not cool with. Like, I didn't really care about Musically. Didn't yeah. really spark my interest. I actually like don't love the like lip sync TikToks, you know. But like the dances, I love, and I love like like what Vine was. I loved. You know, but I'm not, yeah, the musically of it all, the lip syncing stuff, not, not for me.
0: I think there's going to be another like Soulja Boy type of thing that's going to come out through TikTok.
1: Oh, 100%. You know? I mean, yeah. if it hasn't already. Yeah, like, like
0: Soulja Boy with YouTube. Well, the Renegade is be,
1: dance? like What's that? Um, It's like on TikTok, look up Renegade. Okay. Renegade. Right. Renegade. Why can't I talk? Renegade dance.
0: My only thing with TikTok is, yeah, I think it's great that there's a platform for ours to get discovered. Yeah. And there's a great podcast I listened to that kind of talked about you know the sounds that are emulating from tiktok um but if artists get famous or get signed and get you know go viral for, for me it's like yeah i appreciate a good one hit wonder every now and then there's mm-hmm. some when you look back on you know certain things that just had its moment and then it's gone but for me i'm looking for artists that are here for the long term Word. that are that are going to be game changers and well, not necessarily but making great music that's going to last the test of time not just you're here i'm not saying everybody that's going to get popping on tiktok is just mm-hmm. here and gone the next right but i'm looking for great artists that make great music no matter how challenging it is but not just to get on and they get off right you know what i mean
1: no same i want longevity too in my artist um i think about that a lot because like what is what is happening with that in our in music today i don't know yeah, you know, like, kind of like Eminem, for example. It's kind of like a, okay, so now this is where he's at. Like, is that is that going to happen to everyone?
0: I don't, I don't think so, because there's a lot of artists that are that are older that yeah. are still making incredible music. True, Jay-Z, Mariah Carey for life. Mariah Carey, her I last album was pretty her. good too.
1: I love her. Yeah,
0: there's there there are a lot of older artists that are evolving that are making totally great, great music. But it's a,
1: it's the artist. Yeah, it, it, it's just like who they are, what they can do, what they can like evolve with
2: yeah. yeah but
1: i think it i don't know we're, we're gonna find out i mean not to be like a damper but like i really thought juice could be so much more
0: yeah you know his sound is is definitely 808s and heartbreak yeah he's definitely cut from that cloth totally and he was very influenced by a lot of like by a lot of emo and pop punk yeah. stuff which is which is cool to have that kind of you know different inspiration to than what you know people associate with with black artists word um it would have been interesting to see where he was gonna go. Yeah, with that it's un- so unfortunate that twenty one years old. That yeah, that's that.
1: not how that was supposed to go. No. That's not how that was supposed to go. And you know, it's
0: funny. Like Juice World's death is just you know part of just almost a twenty year long, you know, thing with with these rappers yep. overdosing on stuff. What's the twenty
1: seven club? We live past twenty one. No, yeah, and that's real. That's
0: really fucked up. It used to be the you know rappers getting shot in their mid twenties. Now it's yeah. like. You know, th- this has always been happening. Pimp C was another one. Well, I was know. listening
1: to a podcast that was talking about Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. and that was all of that too. And like, it's the same thing. It's the same. It was exactly the same thing.
0: Jim Morrison, uh, well, Kirk Janet Shopland, M- Janet Shopland, yeah, Amy Winehouse, and Amy Winehouse, yeah. which
1: uh Amy. Whew. But like, That's we yeah. just need to do better.
0: Yeah. So, I think we should end on a high note. So, what oh, yeah. are you, what, you
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you listening to now that like Yes, let's slap. talk about that. Okay.
1: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Hold on, let me get it. Okay. So, I really just want to talk about Tokyo's Revenge. Okay. Like Okay. Yeah,
0: you told hopefully me Hopefully about...
1: someday out yeah. there he'll hear this and just know I'm here riding for him mm-hmm. since the moment I heard. So, everybody just go out and listen to Good Morning Tokyo mm-hmm. and then Thought with exclamation mark. Um I think I love it. Like if you love like old Tyler, if you like Ski Ski mask, like you're gonna like him, and um, I just like I like you said, like you know when something comes in just like hard, yeah, and you're like hell yeah yeah," because I think like I'm a I look like bubblegum and butterflies, (laughs) but like. I am here for something that like dri- like I I can get angry. I have anger. I have emotion. Oh yeah. So like drive it. Whatever. I've seen it.
0: You don't want to see Nora mad. Everybody.
1: It's not,
2: not, not <laughs> oh, not pleasant. Oh
1: my god. It's not, it's not pleasant. You don't want yeah, to. I'm kiss an Mara. Aries. Hello. Yeah. Oh my god, I, like, Peter. That just... was so funny. You did not need to experience that, but you were just like collateral I was, damage. I was frozen. I know. Like, don't
0: don't ever see don't ever get Nora mad. She's the
1: nicest person in the world. Don't That's piss the thing, her off. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, you're, you're about you. Like if like, you see someone. Even better. Up, yeah.
1: Like, watch when I can handle it better. Watch when I can just like manage through that anger in an even better way. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, just gonna level up with that. It's what makes you boss. Helps. Yeah. Helps with that. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So Tokyo. Yeah. Right. Tokyo's revenge. Yeah, if you ever need like boss bitch music, like Bitch from the South. Hello, Lotto. Uh, like let's go. Come up with... Okay, Flo Millie. We love Flo Millie. Yeah, love Flo Millie. Um, shout out to both RCA artists. So, yeah. riding for them. But uh, I love Trina. So, That's like, Trader, Trina yeah. is kind of, like... So, Bad Bitch Anthem. Like, I, if I need that momentum... Besides Cardi, right? Like, um... Cardi has a lot to really drive you and like City Girls and stuff. But Trina, like the OG, you got to boil it down. you got to go to start and you need her to be like, yeah, fuck it up. Yep. Fuck it up. Yeah. And then like that's energy I like. Um, I also love the band Falls, and I don't know where it came from and everyone makes fun of me, but like I love them. Yeah. That's something I discovered recently. Um, yeah, so I just like go through Spotify and I just like artists. And when I realize like, I've been liking a lot of artists. Then I go back and I'm like, okay, I need to like learn more about them. Yeah. So that's kind of how I just like boil it down to today. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It's like if it's on TikTok, if it's on, you know, like Insecure, amazing soundtrack, right? Oh, yeah. I found a lot of music through those types of the soundtracks. Oh, Black Panther soundtrack too. Dude. There are soundtracks that are out there that are also influencing music and I think that's awesome because um like I'll, I'll never see this movie coming out with like Harley Quinn or whatever like that's just not my vibe but the soundtrack is already phenomenal Megan
0: Thee Stallion and Normani that yeah, and Doja. Yeah, yeah yeah Doja's on it too oh,
1: I'm like so obsessed with Doja right now not just her music just like her yeah I think she's I don't so... love her music really I don't love it I like it but I think it's just like a vibe
0: yeah i don't know i just feel like um i feel like something something's missing i don't know what's like uh, i don't know well but maybe musically. she'll
1: maybe she'll surprise you in the future maybe but like maybe. i love her and i love her on social media that song
0: with tyga is kind of cool a yeah cool i like that she'll too.
1: like troll people because like i'm kind of a troll
0: yeah but my thing is you know like Lil b like he was very yeah funny and, but some of his songs are okay but a lot of it is kind of just like okay i get it you're you're, you're joking with bu- me, but like base god yeah, but his songs were entertaining. But like, he's a troll. Yeah, yeah. But at least like with Flocka's music was very just. I'm here to party. Yeah, like I get it. Like with, with Doja Cat, it's like, okay, I understand you're you're kind of laughing at the idea of making a silly troll song. But I want to be able to have something concrete and something that I can like.
1: I like. I connect live it. for I it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Something's missing for me.
1: Right, but yeah, and we'll see. Well, and I she's think young. She's, she's yeah, young. she's gonna. She's gonna do really good things. I already just like can tell she's on her way. Yeah. Uh, but um, I would say on like a party note about discovering music, if you like something, you got to share it, right? Like we're True. we're always bouncing music off each other because like you're someone that I know you'll like listen to it unbiasedly and just like actually like see what it's about. Um, so find yourself someone like that. Yeah. You know, find that even if it's like people online. Because if, like, that's what drives you, if you love it and maybe your friends aren't about it, maybe the people you are around aren't the same way, like, you'll find someone who is. Like, you'll find your people and, like, that's, I think, community is a big part of discovering music.
0: Absolutely. I think going to shows and staying for the opening act.
1: Yes. Is, Please. Please oh, watch the opening act.
0: It's fuck. It's fucking huge. You know, and sometimes the opening act sucks, but it's a, it's a crapshoot. And sometimes so the many... headliner sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... And then you're like,
1: but that one band. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah and like keep your open your communities up
0: yep absolutely yeah
1: that's what I say yep
0: Nora this has been absolutely amazing thank you for coming on any day anytime
1: yeah
0: I've been looking forward to this for a while this is perfect um don't forget to subscribe to my little underground anywhere you get podcasts uh Spotify Apple Podcasts I don't care where as long as you're listening YouTube as well um, follow me Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's Peter underscore A. Follow the show as well at MLU Pod. Nora, I know you're not really on social media. Yeah, know, I got nothing you know for you.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, you. You know, I'm your friendly face <laughs> that you see around the city. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
0: you're at the Bowery, <laughs> Catch you
1: Catch know? me where I'm at, right?
2: <laughs> uh, like I I'm a it. troll.
1: Like you don't want to follow me. <laughs> All right. Oh, that
0: was fun.